Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. That was held at the UC Medical Center via Zoom for Buffalo and national media, for that matter, from Dr. William A. Knight and Dr. Timothy Pritz, who were in charge of the emergency medical care that DeMar Hamlin received at the UC Medical Center over the last couple of days. And just to briefly recap, uh, they basically described DeMar's condition as such. We've seen substantial improvement in his condition over the last 24 hours. His neurologic condition and function are intact. He's still critically ill and remains in the ICU. He still has significant progress to make, but this is a really good turning point in his ongoing care. Now, we can get into some of the other details as we move along here in case you missed that press conference, but turning point, Steve, and not only that, just the body language and the jovial nature that you kind of felt from the two doctors just watching them, a lot of smiles from them. Yeah. You can clearly tell that they are very encouraged by DeMar's progress. And when he said turning point in his ongoing care, that for me means he's pretty close to being out of the, the biggest dangers that maybe they were concerned about over these first 48 hours. That's right. And, and, uh, you know, that, you know, we look for the human side of it. They, they were, um, encouraging in their in their remarks, and you know doctors usually aren't because they want to cautious. They're cautious because they know things can go wrong. They were um, very much so. They think the thing that came out of it. You and I looked at each other, and um, he asked who won the game as soon as he woke up. That's the you first know, thing he wrote, he wrote, down, on, he wrote <laughs> on that. Who won? Um, said you know that that in and of it, <laughs> that in and of itself will make you tear up thinking about it because uh, you know it's just. Uh, that's tomorrow. One of, that's one of those <laughs> things that a football player would do, and uh, he has no—he had no at the time. Obviously, he had no idea what happened after what happened to him happened, uh, so uh, or what didn't happen as well. So it uh, is quite a moment. He's being—they said he's being. Now they're kind of filling him in on what's happened over the last couple of days. Well, he didn't even realize he he had missed the world for the last two days. He right. was surprised he was out for that. That right. long, he's like, "What do you mean? What do you mean? It's Thursday, right?" <laughs> so it's um, everything's different today, for obvious reasons. The next step is going to be when they completely, I guess you'd call it, wean him off the ventilator and start to give him less and less help to breathe. Uh, he's taking it over on his own. He was awake and all that. He can't speak because of the tube, the ventilator in. But uh, all of that stuff seems to be pointing towards a. a speedy recovery and the doctors said that you know they, people were trying that the line of questioning was trying to pin the doctors down uh, on how long it's going to be uh, that he's in ICU that he's going to be in danger that he's going to do all this and the doctors were very forthright saying listen everybody's different um, you don't know but obviously he's 24 he's in he's a, as fit as can be and he's strong so I would imagine um there's a lot of confidence that he's going to move as quickly as a human 
could possibly move towards yeah. that end. So that's the next real thing that we're looking for is when he's completely off the help that he's getting to breathe, the ventilator, uh, things will go a little bit faster after that. Right. They said once he's breathing on his own, their words, not mine, quote, that'll be the next big milestone. The first big milestone was what's happened here. Wakes up, has all his neurologic faculties as far as they can tell. Because, first of all, to your thing, he said, did we win? Well, he so didn't say it. He so wrote you, it. Or I mean, he wrote it. Think sorry. about the different. He wrote it. Not just speaking, but also just knowing their letters yeah. and remembering. You know, the dexterity saying, hey, of won? that. Who won the game? And I think they were, they were also encouraged by that because he rem- his short-term memory is intact because he knows the last thing that happened before he was sedated. Uh, he still has recall of that. So I think that's an encouraging thing, too. Um, just to kind of wrap it up in a bow in terms of what was communicated by the doctors here, they said his individual organ recovery is also looking good. That's the other reason why they sedate the person or put them in a sedated state so the entire body can rest. All functioning organs can kind of operate in kind of a sleep state instead of actively working, you know, while this person just suffered a physical trauma. So I thought it was also noteworthy that the doctor said we cannot credit the Bills medical and athletic training team enough for recognizing right away what was happening. They implemented the emergency medical plan in seconds. There was a prompt recognition of the absence of a pulse, which led to immediate bystander CPR. To get defibrillated and spontaneous circulation with CPR, it all met the standard of what is expected and is the main reason we've seen the progress we've witnessed to this point. They did a fantastic job under the circumstances, and if the response took a bit longer, we might not see the progress we're seeing now. That was very telling when they said that. Yeah, the fact that it uh, it happened when there are professionals standing just a few yards away and were on it. Uh, and they also said something we didn't know, that uh, when they got out on the field, and you, you think, I guess, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. They checked for his pulse immediately. He had a pulse. And then it's and they kept. And then all of a sudden he did. Then all of a sudden he did not have a pulse. And that's when uh, they, they didn't wait. They, they leapt into action yeah, they and they were, were right there ready for it. And, and uh, bless their hearts, it went exactly like they needed it to go. And uh, so it's uh, a lot of a lot of stuff in that in that press conference that was good to hear. But like you said, Brownie, the thing that got me. These doctors seem really confident. Yeah, um, they seem, and maybe that's encouraged good. Maybe at the very least. Maybe that's good bedside manner. Maybe they train it, but man, oh man, even their uh, their unconscious body language and the tone of their words and their conversation um, seem to be really, really encouraging. And it's, right. it's it was great to hear. It was also mentioned that there are members of the Bills organization still there. They never left Cincinnati with the team. I believe I know who those people are, but I'm not going to divulge that. We'll let the team do that um, at their discretion. Um, as the doctor said, there are many, many steps still ahead of him. They want him to breathe completely on his own, as we said. When that happens, they said he can be discharged from the hospital. Um, his family's been there the whole time, but they really want to get him home. I would think the only remaining risk here, Steve, 
and this happens any time a ventilator is involved, is the risk of infection. Um, right. Because a ventilator is not a natural way to breathe, and, you know, you try to keep as sterile an environment as possible. But we remember this with COVID patients. You yeah. want to get them off the ventilator sooner rather than later because the risk of infection is always there when you're using a machine to breathe, not your own lung capacity and function. So I would think they want to get them off of that sooner rather than later to avoid that potential setback. Um, they said DeMar's family has been wonderful, and I think this is important for Bill's fans to hear. The doctors were asked if they could feel the prayers and support coming from not only the local Cincinnati community that was holding candlelight vigils right outside their windows, but the overwhelming support, people bringing food, not only for the Hamlin family, but for the doctors pulling those 12-hour shifts. He said, I believe it was Dr. Knight that said this, he said, have we felt it? Yeah. Seeing the lights, the blue and red for the Bills being lit up at the Red Stadium, at the Cincinnati uh, Paycor Stadium, the support from local restaurants, he said, it's been very powerful. So kudos uh, to you, the Bills fans, who have no doubt been praying in earnest and sending well wishes. We have to take a break here and catch up on some uh, timeout time. We will do that, but be back with plenty more as uh, we kind of recap the ground that was covered on DeMar Hamlin's condition next. Here on One Bills Live, presented by Collider Health, it's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back to One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. We're kind of reviewing what was covered by Dr. William Knight and Dr. Timothy Pritz, the UC Medical Center physicians who were spearheading the care, the emergency care, for one DeMar Hamlin the last couple of days. They provided a bunch of updates. Among the ground that we have not covered in reviewing their comments and their answers to questions from the media, they said the best case is to get DeMar back to where he was at 8 p.m. on Monday before this all happened. There was a follow-up question to that, asking about a potential return to football, and they basically said his future in professional football is too premature to discuss. Our focus is getting him better and excavated, which means get the breathing tube out. It's too early to focus on those things. They view the ventilator right now as an aid. When they first brought him in, he was intubated, bagged, and they were breathing for him um, because of the cardiac event that he had. They want to decrease the support to where they get breathing assistance down to zero. And then at that point, when that happens, they can pull the breathing tube and then observe him, presumably, for another 24 hours, yeah. see how well he breathes on his own. And then if all things look good, then he's looking at discharge. Right. They they asked there was they were asked about Comodio Cordis. I think I said that right, uh, which is what we all kind of thought it was a, a blow to the chest that happens at the right instant to make your heart. It interrupts the electrio electric current of your heart. Uh, and they asked, you know, if is that what happened and is that what we're looking at here? And the doctor said, well, really, to diagnose Commodio Cordis, we really have to eliminate a bunch of other stuff first. And it's too early for us to do that. They'll yeah. they'll take an EKGs and all and all kinds of stuff yeah. about now to, to find out if that indeed is what happened to DeMar. So they really don't know for sure exactly why or how and all the stuff that goes into it, whether he had a pre-existing condition that, nobody, that slipped through, all of that stuff. 
So that that was one of the questions I thought was really interesting. They don't know yet, and the only way they find out is if they eliminate the stuff that is obvious, well, or more and they, obvious, or yeah. more common. And as the doctor explained, they do that after the focus on the care is complete. Once his care is complete and he's discharged, then a full debriefing will happen at that point in time where they will go step by step from the minute that he collapsed on the field to the day of discharge. And they will go through all the steps, the events that occurred, the procedures that were undertaken and, you know, the care that followed. And at that point in time, they will rule out certain things as possibilities for the cause of this. And if they get down to Himodio Cordis, well, then so be it. But certainly way too premature to make a call on that right now. Um, It was confirmed that he only had on-field resuscitation once. And from there, um, there was CPR and defibrillation one time. Uh, He initially had a pulse and then lost it, the doctor said. And that's when the immediate bystander CPR began. And it was textbook procedure for the arrhythmia that he had. So that's kind of where the doctors left it. Um, The only other thing I don't think I mentioned that with respect to his neurologic function, based on his initial questions and things that he was asking, writing pen to paper, the doctor said it gives us confidence that the lights just aren't on, but all the cylinders are firing. Those were his words. So right. it, it really, it really, really sounds positive and encouraging. And it's, it's, it's really great to hear, um, you know, continuing his football career would be great. But a real victory is walking out of that hospital under his own power. That, that's the victory. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, getting him back inside the building and back to his family and friends up on his own two feet, walking around talking and, and back to normal. And uh, after listening to the doctors today um, and their sense and the, the odds of him being a, such a young guy and in such great shape, and with the quality and urgency of the care that he got right away, now we can all kind of sit back and think, you know, it's only a matter of time before all that happens. So that's kind of where I'm sitting today, um, from where from my perch on the on the on the fence of watching all this. Yeah. Um, but that's. Uh, but I was, you know, I was there. I was putting myself there, kind of even yesterday, was saying I've just told myself I'm just going to believe he's going to be okay and. You know, so far, so good. The doctors did say that his age of 24 and his top-notch physical fitness did help in this recovery. Um, We heard ESPN's Diana Rossini on a tweet report earlier today that she heard through sources that he's considered ahead of schedule in his recovery, and factors in that equation are the fact that he's 24 years old Top top of the food chain in terms of physical fitness, those things help you recover faster. Yeah, we um, it, Mike Garofalo, a friend of the show, and you know somebody we follow who's in the sports media. He said this about. He says it was a an informative and uplifting press conference from UC Health. He's right. It really made everybody uh, regarding this the Demar Hamlin situation it really made them feel a lot better. Uh, they were positive. They were informative. Uh, and they made us feel really good about the steps that have already been taken and their promptness and the quick response. And the guys with the Bills and the Bengals on the field were on it. 
Um, they couldn't have been more complimentary of the people who were critical in the whole thing, and that's the guys who were right there right when it happened. And uh, so we all feel really lucky that those guys were in place and that they're really good at what they do. Yeah. So we will take a break here because um, we do have some breaks to catch up on, but we'll have more on DeMar Hamlin's condition. We know that the players today were also out on the practice field as they begin preparations for the New England Patriots on Sunday here at Highmark Stadium at 1 o'clock. We'll cover all of that and more next here on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. All right, welcome back. One Bills Live. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you. And Steve uh, noticed something. And we already had mentioned earlier this week uh, the first-class act that the city of Cincinnati has been. Um, Ironically, they're... I believe they're called the Queen City of Ohio as well, just like we're the Queen City here in New York State. Uh, Just first class all the way from Bengals fans doing candlelight vigils outside the church where Hamlin's being cared for to the Cincinnati Reds lighting up their stadium in blue and red to Paycor Stadium and the Bengals doing the same thing with blue lights at night kind of as a uh, homage to praying for DeMar. Now there's this. There's a fundraising effort through the selling of T-shirts. We know that, you know, Western New York is the 716. Well, in Cincinnati, their area code is 513. And they're selling these 513 T-shirts that they're printing up. And Steve spotted this. It's kind of cool the way they designed that, huh, Steve? Yeah, it's 513 in big across the chest. The 5 and the 1 are in the Cincinnati Bengals tiger stripes black with tiger stripes ringed in white and then but the three of the 513 is demar's number the big three and then below that it says stand stands with buffalo the 513 stands with buffalo uh great t-shirt the proceeds of which we've been told are going to demar's um foundation foundation that the uh the one we've that everybody has been donating to um they the anecdote that was that i read on social said they went. There, they sold 3,400 of these darn things in the last day or two. And when the guy went to the store, it was packed. He couldn't get near it. Yeah. So um, those shirts are flying off the shelves, uh, all in response to Demar Hamlin, and now perhaps with his recovery, so uh, seemingly headed in such a positive direction, maybe they'll sell more of them. Um, but the more of that stuff that goes around, the better. I mean, it. It's amazing that. Uh, how unifying this incident has been for so many people, uh, obviously across silly things like fan bases and stuff, but in a, in a world we live in, in our country that seems so divided at times, it's awesome to remember that once in a while we don't feel like that. Well, I, it, it certainly is heartwarming to see that response. Um, you, you know, if you don't live in one of those cities that the team visits, you know, even as a visiting Bills fan in Cincinnati, if you had never been there before, you don't know what the response is going to be. You might have some people ornery that the game gets canceled. People come out on a Monday night expecting to be entertained, and this happens. And you don't know, you know, I mean, I guess there's always a couple of bad apples in every bunch. But on the whole, Cincinnati has just been A-plus yeah. uh, in the way that they have responded to this tragic event that fortunately has a happy ending at least from what we're hearing today on demar's condition so 
they yeah. they've been first rate all the way. So great job by the city of Cincinnati. I'll say it again. Yeah, and not only city of Cincinnati, but also the Bengals themselves. Zach Taylor, uh, Mike Brown. You even um, pointed out what Joe Burrow said today at his press conference. They they asked him at Joe Burrow's press conference. I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it in front of me. They asked him. I said, "What about you know if they?" They want to play this game again, or you know, what are your thoughts about the outcome of this game and how they're going to handle it? And Joe said, "Listen, uh, if the Bills want to play it again, we'll play it. If they don't, that we'll do that too. Whatever the Bills want to do, we're behind them a hundred percent." Yeah, that's from the opponent's quarterback. Uh, so Joe Burrow once again proving the quality guy he is, and why they love him so much in Cincinnati, just like we love our guy. So. Uh, Good on Joe Burrow for just saying, listen, whatever the Bills want to do, we got them. We, we support them 100%. Speaking of that game, the more and more reports come out that are lending credence to the fact that that game is going to be scrapped altogether and will not be resumed in any way, shape, or form, which then prompts the league to decide what to do with the AFC playoff seedings and ESPN's Adam Schefter uh, Schefter reported that he believes the NFL will not look to resume that Bengals Bills game in any way and that the league is working towards a couple of options either a potential neutral site AFC championship game or the one seed after this week's games choosing between getting a bye or home field advantage, and then the two seed getting whatever was not picked by the one seed. So if the one seed picks the bye, the two seed gets home field advantage. If the one seed picks home field advantage, the two seed gets the bye. So it's going to be interesting to see what the league decides and when they decide it. You and I were trying to speculate on this a little bit, Steve, and – we know that the Chiefs play on Saturday at 4 o'clock or 425. If they win that game and the Bills-Bengals game is not going to be resumed at any point in time in the future, the Bills can't catch the Chiefs right. in winning percentage. That's right. They'll finish behind them even if they beat the Patriots on Sunday. And that, that's true even if the and Bills... And I, yeah. I wonder if yeah. that's the, the domino that has to fall before the league makes an announcement as to what's going to become of the Bills-Bengals game and what's going to become of the Bill of the AFC playoff seedings. Right. I wonder if that's just the domino they're waiting to fall. Because if the Chiefs lose, now suddenly the opportunity exists for the seedings to fall in a way that as the they, missing game doesn't impact the seedings, if you know what I'm saying. The, it falls as the same way it would as that the, that the standings were right before the Bills-Bengals game was. Um, or just before the Chiefs had won. So, yeah, that means that the Bills-Bengals game wasn't as important as it seemed at the time. Right. So I wonder if they're waiting for that or if they'll make a call even before any game is played this weekend. So it's, it's a big and it's a weighty decision for sure because it is going to change the dynamics of how the playoffs – unfold and the games this weekend will have a bearing on it especially if if the game that was suspended is scrapped entirely 
We've got to take a break here. Steve and I back to close things up next on a Thursday edition of One Bills Live. Stay tuned. All right, Steve, before we wrap things up here on a Thursday, the one thing I wanted to bounce off you was how this positive and encouraging news on DeMar Hamlin's condition changes the dynamic for the players heading into Sunday's game. What was once considered a major concern and distraction for the players, can it now be turned into a galvanizing force to inspire their play on Sunday? Certainly, and I think also it will help them like today and tomorrow to get ready to play. They can start thinking about it and turn their attention to it and focus on it and hopefully play better than they would have had they not gotten such good news about DeMar. So yeah, that it does, it is going to make a difference whether it's positive or negative, I think remains to be seen. You could get to this thing. And when, once they go out there now it's different for them because now right now they're out there in pads and, and helmets. So they know what it is like to line up again, to start thinking about it again. It's not going to be the first time they have seen a game. And it, pro- and it won't be this, that for us either because there's going to be a Thursday night game. There's going to be Saturday games this week. We're, we'll have a chance to get acclimated before we see our guys yeah. go out there again. So we're all going to get a chance to get ready for it. But I don't think there's any question it's going to affect – their emotions and the fans' emotions and and the the atmosphere surrounding the game. I I don't want to go out and say there's n- you know there's no way the Bills are going to lose this game now. It's going I don't know. Um, well, we know the Patriots are coming in motivated. They have to win abs- to get in. The Patriots. You say what you want about the Patriots. They're always a difficult team to beat. And there's a lot in this game. You'd like to think you're and and I know that the leadership here is is second to none. And they're going to spin it and build it in a positive way. And we've been chuckling about people on social media about, like, like the Bills are no way they're going to lose another. You know what I mean? Not now, uh, yeah. They may be so relieved that it's hard to dredge up aggression, you know, and kind of the stuff you need to play football well. Um, but we'll see. I, I know that they've got good leadership, and they're going to prepare well. And uh, I, for one, am, am excited to see them play. Yeah, I think the only thing that could get in the way of this being a galvanizing force for them to, you know, kind of play for DeMar and all of that, you know, earlier in the week, it was pray for DeMar. Now on Sunday, is it play for DeMar? Do you know what I mean? So if that's at play and it's a it's a motivational thing, then I would say look out, Patriots. But I think the one thing that's going to be very difficult for us to measure through the rest of this week is how much emotional and physical energy has this team already expended worrying about their teammate? Because yeah. that, that, that drains you. Might and when you be, have to yeah. have all of that physical and emotional and mental energy to play a football game, as you know better than anybody, Steve, that requires a lot. I think that's going to be a key factor. You're, you hit it on the head, Brownie. It's going to be difficult to emotionally show up fresh. Um, it's going to be a big challenge. They've still got to face it. And while the worst seems to be behind us all, um, it's still hard to get ready. Yeah. Thanks for listening today. We'll catch you tomorrow at 1 when we have NFL Films' Greg Cosell join us. We'll see you then. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 